Assalamu alaikum. It is Wednesday, the 27th of October 2021, and in our series Reflections on the Holy Quran, this is broadcast number 270. And uh, in this broadcast, we are going to look at uh, the meanings of um, uh, Al-Baqarah, chapter 2 of the Holy Quran, verse, uh, verse 94. And this is our second broadcast in uh, that uh, series. So, uh, and I just want to remind you that uh, um, the Lahore and the community which brings you these broadcasts was established by Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmad Rahmatullah and uh, he taught us that although generally people believe that a Prophet will come after the Holy Prophet Muhammad, the Holy Quran says the Holy Prophet is Khatamun Nabiyyin so no prophet will now come. Not an old one, not a new one, because the Holy Prophet said, La Nabi There is no prophet after me. There is no prophet after me. And uh, if uh, <clears throat> the Ummah, when the Ummah needs reform, then reformers, Mujaddadeen, will come to guide people to the right path. And uh, obviously, this will lead to some disagreement and so on, because they'll be asking people to give up their old habits, which God has told them are against uh, Islamic teaching, and old beliefs which people might have developed, which might not uh, align with the, the Holy Quran or Hadith and so on. But the Holy Prophet warned us, he said that uh, if one reciter of the Kalima says to another reciter of the Kalima that you are not a Muslim, then the person saying this is closer to being a heretic. And that is why we should not say to any reciter of the Kalima, you are not a Muslim. And Mirza Ghulam Ahmad Sahib also taught us that although some people say that uh, uh, some of the prophetic revelation is not in the Holy Quran, such as Surah Rajam and Ayavalai, uh, this is incorrect. All the prophetic revelation that was uh, received by the Holy Prophet is with us in the Holy Quran because God said I have revealed it and I am a guardian over it. Muhammad also taught us that although people uh, say that uh, verses of the Holy Quran are abrogated. As the Chavaliullah says that people believe that uh, over 1200 verses of the Holy Quran are abrogated. 
If you believe that, then how can you say that God has revealed this? So Hazrat Mirza Ulam Ahmad taught that no verse of the Holy Quran was, is or ever shall be abrogated. And most importantly, Hazrat Sahib insisted that every Muslim must conduct jihad, but jihad as defined by the Holy Prophet Muhammad, not by some jurist or some maulana or something. And while returning from a battle, the Holy Prophet Muhammad said, from the minor jihad, we now return to the major jihad, and then explained that major jihad is a jihad, a struggle to control your inner desires and your inner self. Your greed and envy and uh, enmity and dishonesty and lying and all of these things. And they can be harder to control than fighting and killing someone. It may surprise you. But it can be harder. So anyway, let us turn to the verse of the Holy Quran that we are going to discuss, which is um, chapter 2, Al-Baqarah, verse 94. <laughs> Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Qul in kanat lakumutarul akhiratu andallahi khalifatamin dunin nasi katamanabul mauta in kuntum. Say, if the abode of the hereafter with Allah is especially for you to the exclusion of the people, then invoke death if you are truthful. Some verses of the Holy Quran were revealed in response to debates with Christians and Jews. And when uh, people uh, could not be convinced by argument, then the Holy Prophet said, okay, well, you know, if argument doesn't con uh, convince you, then uh, um, let us pray to God for him to decide. So that whoever is the lawyer, he's made an example, he's killed, etc. And uh, people then shied away from that. Um, the word we're going to look at today is so let us look at the 
meanings of this word. Its triliteral root is Hamza, Kha and Ra. And it occurs, the words based on that root occur in the Holy Quran 250 times. And uh, out of that, 155 times, the word is Akhir. And 70 times, the word is Akhar. Akhir and Akhar. And then 15 times, we have Akhara. And six times we have, uh, where are we? Yasta Khairu. And um, three times we have the Akhara. And then once we have Musta uh, And it means either to give, to give respite, to delay, to give time, to postpone, or as a noun, a derivative means uh, the last day, the last. For example, in chapter uh, uh, 4, verse 77, it says, Laula akhartana ilaya ajalin qareeb. Delayed, postpone it for us. And then chapter 11, verse 8, God says, Wala in akharna anhumul azaba. And I delayed, delay the punishment. And then again in chapter 11, verse 104. Wama nu akharuhu. We delayed and give them respite. Of course, you know, something is delayed, you get respite. So uh, it also means um, stay behind, as uh, chapter 74, verse 37. Where it says, An yata kadama au yata akhara. Stay behind. So delayed, stay behind. And then hereafter, we've seen in many places in Surah uh, Al Baqarah, chapter 2 that it's used in uh, in this way for example this is uh, the verse 4 uh, of the same chapter wama unzila min qablika wa bil akhirati hum yuqinu so hereafter last day and so on. But a similar derivative is used 
for uh, uh, to be later generations in the holy quran because the essence of the word is to delay something so the holy quran says in chapter uh, uh, 37 uh, sorry chapter yes 37 verse 78 uh, where are we chapter 37 verse 78 yes that's right watarakna alayhi fil the ones who will come at the later generations and again same same words are used later on then in slightly different words but rakna alayhi ma fil akhirin this is in chapter uh, same chapter verse 119 again meaning those who will come later later generations and uh, um, it also means others uh, the last others and uh, it can mean other uh, as an adjective min ayamin okhara so this is the adjective the quality of the ayam they are ayamin okhara other or even last another time another day uh, and uh, so on so <clears throat> if we look at its meaning then obviously um, it's uh, I'm flicking through my notes here to try and right here we are <coughs> so um, according to dictionaries what it means is that uh, um it is the last in a chain so that uh, after that the uh, 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 whatever it is it changes there is no comparison between what has gone before it and what is coming after and um, yeah, actually i'll give the example here that i gave later on in the uh, urdu uh, um, broadcast and that is the example of uh, the birth of a child that uh, we see how the quran says that you start with an atom and uh, how you develop how you become the fetus 
and then uh, <coughs> we have flesh then we have bones and then we have skin on the bones and etc uh, etc et and then of course we have birth the birth in a way is yomer akhar for the baby in, in, in the womb. It is the last day in the womb. It's the last day of that life where the baby didn't have to do anything, didn't even have to breathe. You'll know that the first thing that uh, the nurses and doctors do is to get a baby to breathe. They hang them upside down from their uh, uh, ankles and slap the bottoms and so on and the baby, baby suddenly has an intake of air and starts to breathe. Didn't have to do that before. It just lays, laid there. Didn't have to eat, didn't have to drink, didn't have to do anything else. It didn't have to excrete fetal matter. Now it does. So you can see that that chain of events where the previous condition of the fetus was pretty similar to the next condition and so on has come to a point where that has terminated. It is now a whole new ball game. As I said, that baby has to make an effort to uh, to eat and drink and uh, do all these things. Without them, without doing them, it will die. So that is Yomilachar. Now, something similar, I guess, will happen when this physical body gives up and stops functioning. that we'll move on to a different form of life, a form that is based solely on the soul. There is no physical body as such. And people might say, well, how is that possible? Well, how was it possible for that baby that to live without breathing in the mother's womb for nine months. Not for one minute or two minutes or five minutes, nine months. And it was still alive. And there have been cases where there's been an accident and uh, uh, the, the, the surgeons have operated on a pregnant woman. And although the mother has died, the baby is still alive and it's delivered. How is that possible? The point is these things we know we can experience or others who experience them, they tell us. But when that chain, that part of the chain finishes, when uh, the physical body dies, what happens after that? 
We don't know. You know, Yom al the day everything will change. It's called the last day. That's the day as we know it. Some people say that the whole of the universe will die, but maybe it will. Science says maybe it will. Um, and uh, <clears throat> but what will follow? What will happen after that? We don't know. And uh, so you know, Yom Yom Il Akhir, the last day on which you will have a sunrise and a sunset, the last day on which you will see the sun and uh, smell the roses and uh, feel the rain on your face. And when you go out, you will shiver because it's cold. That will not happen anymore. But there is a similarity with this life in that uh, uh, you, you know that in the West, there is uh, stress on telling pregnant mothers not to smoke and not to drink and so on because that arms the baby. It has now been shown that, you know, mothers who uh, smoke when their babies are born, their brains are smaller in size than the brains of the babies whose mothers didn't smoke. Same with drinking, etc. That it damages the baby. If you use uh, 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 stronger drugs and so on, the baby can be born addicted to those drugs. So you can see that life moves on from one state to another state. And the quality of life in the new state depends on what happened in the, in the previous state. Mother smoked, baby is born with a shrunken brain. Mother took heroin, the baby is born addicted to heroin. And so on. And we can guess that something similar will apply to when this physical body perishes and we move on to the next life. Then we move on to the next life. Maybe there are some deeds that means that when this body finishes, our soul or spirit will move into the next life in a on a higher plane in a purer state. You know, let's say, take the example of two people. One uh, is helpful to human beings and, um, you know, uh, is concerned about the poor and uh, uh, helps everyone and all this kind of thing. And uh, the other one, he is just greedy, grasping. He doesn't care about anyone else. He wants to have the biggest house in the street, the poshest car, and all this kind of thing. And maybe he gets these things by some means. So we can surmise that the first person, when his physical body perishes and his soul is born, just like the baby being born, 
that soul is born into a pure state or purer state, into a higher state. Whereas the other person who's greedy and uh, uh, grasping and, and so on, his body perishes, giving birth to his soul, but his soul will be in a lower state and will have to go through some treatment, some pain to get to a higher state. Um, the, the Quran has tried to explain to us what they may be like. You know, we told that they'll be pure companions. Now, here you need husbands and wives and partners, Zawj, as they are called in, in, in Arabic, Zawjain, to propagate the human race. But will the companionship be required? Will a couple be required for those purposes in the next life? We can guess not. But we don't know what that companionship will be for. Maybe souls also feel loneliness and, um, you know, they want companionship. I don't know. But uh, basically we know that people will get the kind of companions that basically they deserve. And, uh, but I mean, the, you see, the, these are just summaries, summarizations. We don't know. We're trying to understand the Holy Quran uh, and uh, thinking about things that we know that um, we feel and experience. But another important way of remembering this is. We're talking about a radical change. That the same thing happened when the Holy Prophet came. The same thing happened. That you recited the Shahada and spiritually your previous life ended and you entered a new phase of life. In your previous life you were cruel to your slaves. You beat them, you starved them, you uh, 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 subjected them to uh, too much work, too much hardship, without caring for their welfare and so on. And suddenly you move to a phase of, phase of life where, though he may be a slave, but he is your equal. You have to give him to Wear what you wear. You have to give him to drink what you drink. You have to give him to eat what you eat. You even have to uh, uh, allow him to uh, buy his freedom. It's a radically different way of life for a people to adopt. One minute 
you're greedy, you're jealous, you're grasping, you're lying, you're cheating, you're dishonest. And you recite that kalima. And you die. And a new you is born. Who's kind, who's considerate, who's truthful, who's honest, who's generous. Who wants to serve and help humanity. That too is a kind of death. A death of your old self and birth of a new being. Um, and we see this, this radical change. For example, Hazrat Umar, one minute he's pulled the sword and he's marching to the Holy Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's house to rid the world of him. And he hears some words of the Holy Quran. And suddenly the sword falls from his hand. And he's a changed man. The old Umar is dead. A new Umar is born. He's the one who says, well, you know, we have a right to go and uh, uh, pray in Kaaba and we're going to do it. And Muslims march to the Kaaba and he stands there, sword in hand, saying, come on then, who's going to stop us? I'm going to cut off anyone's heads who tries to stop us. So where is the man who is actually trying to stop Muslims and uh, uh, martyr the Holy Prophet Muhammadans? He's dead. That was his last day. It finished his previous life. We were run out of time. So I take my leave of you with the prayer that whoever you are and wherever you may be, may Allah keep everyone safe and sound and free from harm. Assalamu alaikum, Khuda Hafiz, goodbye.